0: There's a lot of pressures on men and women nowadays, a lot of social stigma, a lot of social coercing around what we should look like and the problem is the longer this goes on the more twisted our perception of what is realistic and sustainable becomes. Women striving for ridiculously low body fat because they're oogling over social media personalities which either fitness is their life and that's their entire job and they get paid to stay lean effectively or genetic anomalies where it's just their physiological makeup and their parents were lean, their grandparents were lean but this is the story that you don't see. On the flip side, gents, I'm not forgetting about you either. You've got the stigma around yourselves. The ideal physique you're supposed to have. Women on one hand saying, oh, we prefer a dad bod. And then on the other hand going, actually, no, we don't want a dad bod. We want someone that looks after themselves. So with not just these, but all of the many social stigmas in between about what should we be striving for? What is the physique that we should be attaining? What is the ideal that we should be striving for. Let's delve a little bit into that one today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Moyes Health Podcast. If this is your first time here, then thank you for joining me. If you've been here before, then I hope you've enjoyed previous episodes and do let me know which one was your favorite on Instagram at Chris Moyes. But thank you ever so much for tuning into this, the 77th episode of the podcast. And yes, you can probably guess from the introduction, we're going to be digging a little bit deeper into social biases around physiques, and the pressures on men and women of today. So let's get into it. Now in the next 20 minutes or so, there may be opinions and ideas that you disagree with. And that's a good thing, because the joys of communication and conversation is differences of opinion, different perspectives on the same problem. And this is just my perspective. So there may be things coming up which you don't necessarily agree with. And like I said, that's okay. Let's not start a war about it. Let's have a healthy debate about your perception of society and what we should be striving for. And so as we talk about physiques, gents, I'm going to start with you first. More pressure than ever is on men in our society to look good, to look after themselves. With Instagram becoming a much, much more prevalent thing day after day after day and fitness becoming much more mainstream than it ever has been, the pressures mounting on the modern man are huge to the point where the line gets blurred. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, I like to think of myself as a traditional man's man. I don't really use any cosmetics. Lord knows I probably should have used some moisturizer over the years to stop the crow's feet around my eyes and the wrinkles in my forehead, but too late for that one now. I'm balding. Male pattern baldness is taking hold at the tender age of 34 and i'm not that fussed about general kind of preening routines i do the basics the typical man's man of shower shit, shave all that stuff <laughs> and i'm not really one for fashion either so i suppose you could really not count me in the whole super duper looks after himself kind of modern man era but what i do do is look after myself in other ways i use the gym But I don't use the gym from a position of taking shirtless pictures and posting them all over Instagram because, again, not my type of thing. There's a time and a place for that. And if you're a model or where the line gets drawn between models and influencers these days, then, you know, have at it. Fill your boots. But for me, I like the traditional ideology of a man. And for me my mentality for myself as not just a man but a partner, future husband and then also a father is the traditional man's man. Five o'clock shadow, able to pretty much fix anything, doesn't mind getting dirty and isn't too concerned with the fineries of preening eyebrows and tans etc. Now don't get me wrong, I have spent my fair share of time on a sunbed over my life but I just can't be bothered with it. I would much rather be a man of function than of form. That's not to say that, as I said, I don't in some cases take pride in my appearance, but I'm not down for cosmetics. I'm not down for surgeries or procedures. And I'm not down for all of the intricacies in between of male preening. Hell, some days, the only hairbrush that goes through my hair is my own fingers. And even that's <laughs> pushing it a little bit. It's one of the things which I'm trying to embrace with going bald is the fact of, you know what, at least I don't have to fucking feign a style in my haircut anymore. But I digress. My point is that for me and my perception of the world, I subscribe to the traditional man's man a protector a engineer someone that is able to problem solve someone that is able to find solutions and i guess i carry that forwards into my coaching now of course i'm not against the world moving on and this is not in any shape of the imagination me saying that women can't be the protector the engineer etc my point is that my perception of myself in those masculine roles uh, if you will is of the typical man's man, is probably the general blanket term that I can call it. So for me, as much as I feel those social pressures, I don't to a certain degree because I don't want to get involved. It's a race, it's a, a game that I can't be bothered to play, but I am of the mindset of looking after myself. I like training for hypertrophy to develop the size and shape of my muscles, but not at the consequence or the detriment of strength. I have no interest in just blowing my muscles up for the sake of it and not being functional in what I can do. When I'm in the gym and I'm lifting weights, I'm not just thinking about let's get that muscle bigger, I'm thinking about how it can be applied in day-to-day life. To give you one example, I don't do the lat pull-down machine anymore. I do pull-ups. Why? Because pull-ups are potentially going to be more useful for me in day-to-day life. Day-to-day is probably pushing it a little bit than the lat pull-down is going to be. I deliberately choose exercises which are more likely going to be transferred over to -to day-to-day life, such as pull-ups, dips, dumbbell bench presses, etc., because they are much more translatable, even if that is just down to the simple thing of, you know, look, kids, look what daddy can do, or, you know, kids, jump on, I'll bench press you, that kind of thing. I like that traditional fatherly kind of attitude, and like I said... I'm not completely oblivious to looking after my physical appearance, more so for Rachel's sake than my own, but I don't subscribe to the intricacies. But our generation, particularly the generation coming up after me, are very much almost as equal with women when it comes to the pressures that are placed upon them, when it comes to looking good, when it comes to their... Cosmetics regime. You've only got to look at the way that the male cosmetics industry has absolutely blown up over the years. And don't get me wrong. If I go swimming, then and I'm you know going to be taking my shirt off, etc. I want to make sure that I don't look like a fucking fat mess. I want to make sure that you know I'm looking after myself. And I guess my body is representative of looking after myself. I've always been an advocate for you know you wear your scars. And what I mean by that is your body is a physical representation of how well you look after yourself. I don't subscribe to the nth degree of cosmetics and plastics and, you know, I guess polishing, if you will. But I do subscribe to the whole, you know, I want my body to be a representation of the fact that I do look after myself to a degree. Anyway, I'm going down a rabbit hole here. The point is that nowadays... Men are under so much pressure to have abs uh, and to have ideal physiques all of the time and it's not healthy and it's not necessarily even realistic. Myself even, there is a little bit of pressure because as much as it's a case of if you're a personal trainer, you don't have to look like a personal trainer, but even more so in today's society, you would deem that you kind of have to look like a personal trainer a little bit. People are going to very, very struggle to take advice from a personal trainer that's employed to get them in shape when said personal trainer is not exactly a physical representation of looking after themselves. And of course, this is where powerlifters and strongmen blur the line. But again, I'm digressing off the point. The thing is that, for the young men in our society these days, there's a hell of a lot of pressure to look after ourselves. As you get older, you care less. And it's a good thing. Because as you get older older you begin to really kind of focus on stuff that's far more important than just the intricate aesthetics of everything. But I am an advocate for looking after yourself. You know, I don't like to see men not looking after themselves from the perspective of massive beer bellies, etc. But In periods of life, it's understandable. Over Christmas, for example, over winter, I don't mind gaining a little bit of extra fluff because I do enjoy my food and I like to kick the ass out of it from time to time. I I pride myself on having a big appetite, but that's not to say that for my own personal confidence, it's important for me to be careful and manage my own body fat levels as well as manage my own training. But switching over to women now, Women, for you girls, it's always been tougher. For getting on 100 years now, there has been... Well, more than that, actually, to be fair. There has been way more social pressures on you girls than there have been on us gents. Now, don't get me wrong. It's it's catching up, but it's by no means equal. From day dots, women are told to look pretty and to make sure that you're presentable at all hours of the day. And even in today's society, even more so with the rise of social media, Instagram, we are bombarded with lean physiques. Thankfully, the the craze of booty has taken hold, and so it's, it's finally okay to have a little bit of junk in the trunk, to have some curves, but we're not quite where we need to be yet from a social acceptance perspective. And let me offer a perspective on that. I coach a lot of women. 90, 95% of my client base is female. And for those women, striving to achieve the lean Instagram model is not only not realistic, it's fucking damaging. Because, firstly, you're trying to take someone from a position of being tens of nearly hundreds of pounds overweight, let's say an average of 40 pounds overweight. You're trying to take people from 40 pounds overweight back to a normal weight. But to push down into the realms of showing muscle definition and abdominals, etc. you've got to diet further, which can cause things like amenorrhea, which is a lack of a menstrual cycle, in case you're curious. But not only have you got the dangers of that, but you've also got the dangers of sustaining that approach because women naturally burn less calories than men. They naturally maintain their weight on less calories than men, not just because of being more petite, but slower metabolisms, but also less muscle mass. Add all of these things together and for women to be able to not only achieve, but then sustain a lean body lifestyle means that there's gotta be some severe deprivation that goes on in the first place throughout the process. And then after that severe deprivation, You've then got to continuously be incredibly careful of your diet going forwards. And although I speak very much about your approach has to be sustainable, etc., I'm never actually talking about the deficit because, by very nature of a caloric deficit, it is temporary. You place yourself in a caloric deficit so your body consumes itself, its own body fat. And then once it's consumed enough of that body fat that you're happy with, you come out of said deficit. Deficits by their very nature should not ever be considered sustainable. It's more the approach to day-to-day life and eating and living that is the approach that needs to be sustainable, not the numbers themselves. What I mean by that is When we're looking at the calories that we are consuming and the foods that we're consuming, yes, depending on periods of reduction of body fat, maintenance, etc., calories will undulate, but our food choices should reflect the way that we want to live our life. They should, of course, reflect looking after ourselves, that goes without saying, but our food choices should also reflect enjoyment, socializing, overindulging from time to time. Hell, it's Valentine's Day in four days time. You're telling me that you're going to resist the chocolate simply because you're trying to reduce your body fat? Doesn't sound particularly realistic nor sustainable to me. My point is that we should start as we mean to go on. The approach in which we approach the deficit, with the exception of the mathematics, should be using a diet which we enjoy. Using a a litany of foods which have already been in our diet, but we are choosing to control their intake and the amount of their intake. It's got nothing to do with the deficit itself. But as I said, the social pressures on men and women are huge and I can only see them growing from this point in. But the problem is visual is powerful. And so if you were to ask I guess, a handful of my clients, what's your goal? They would probably give you some kind of visual clue as to what their goal is. Be it a inspirational picture that they're striving to achieve, be it a previous level of body fat, usually when they are much, much younger. Uh, Or of course, you have a visual, an audible visual kind of assessment, I I want to see my abs or I want to not have any love handles etc. I often get asked the question how do I know when I'm done and the answer to that question is very ambiguous because it depends on the person. I tend to encourage my clients not to work off the scales but to work off of how they feel because the journey to embark on a deficit or a fat loss program, transformation if you will, is very emotionally and feeling driven. We did it because we didn't feel good and we want to feel better. And that feeling is manifested or is contributed to by a quality of life. I'm not able to do certain things in my life and therefore I don't feel good. So we start these journeys because of how we feel negatively, and so therefore that should be the metric that we use to know when we're done. Not Instagram, not some kind of warped perception of where we should be, but how you feel in yourself, confidence, self-accountability, and just generally contentment with who you are as an individual. I often say that once you've achieved your goal, it's not this loud bang of congratulations, you are there. It's actually a very quiet and subtle just contentment. You don't really realize that you are where you want to be until all of a sudden you wake up one day and you don't really think about social circumstances now this can rear its head on holiday when you're chucking your swimsuit on this can rear its head when you're putting on your uniform in the morning and your other half just happens to have a glance over and you suddenly consider your body it's a lack of awareness i guess you'll find contentment by all of a sudden not obsessing about your body anymore instead of it being this thing which you've looked at for so long thinking I need to change this, I need to adapt that, it becomes something which is in the background. You don't think about it. You just put your swimwear on and you go and have a swim or play in the pool, whatever. It's not this consideration of how how does my body look? You don't consider it. My point is that by continuously striving to what the twenty-first century's mentality of the ideal physique is, we are potentially not only setting ourselves up to fail by trying to strive towards a body fat level which isn't achievable. Well, let me rephrase that it is achievable, but is bloody difficult to achieve and is very difficult to sustain. And that brings me on to my se- second part it's not sustainable with the life you want to live. If you're making a full-on fucking all-in commitment to be a fitness model and you're going to spend the rest of your days carefully measuring out your portions, tracking on whatever app suit takes your fancy and that's your career, then it's a little bit different. If you're going to be competing or if you're going to be doing anything in the modeling area, then again, fair enough. But if your goal was to reduce your body fat because you wanted to feel better, then let me tell you, you're probably gonna feel better with a little bit of extra body fat. It's very unlikely that getting down to that super lean level is going to give you what you hope that it will. The fact is that by pushing yourself that low, you're gonna cause far more problems than you'll solve. And in actual fact, you may find that you're far more content, a couple of pounds heavier, five pounds or so heavier than that ideal physique you thought of, in some cases, even 10 pounds heavier. So I must stress at this point, this podcast is not a get out clause for not doing the work. If you're not looking after yourself and you don't feel good in your own skin, then keep going. Keep pursuing the program you've got. Keep pushing towards those goals. But I would encourage you to just have realistic goals in mind. Keep an eye on how you feel. Keep an eye on your quality of life. Keep an eye on your confidence, your contentment, Be very mindful of how you feel about yourself because a lot of the time we feel shit not because of the physique that we have. That's actually secondary. We feel shit because our physique is a direct reflection of the lack of discipline that we have shown. And so what makes us feel shit is not just the physique, but more often than that, it's how we've conducted ourselves. We feel shit because we know we've acted shit. And our physique is showing the scars of that. So, as I draw this one to a close. Be careful with social media. Be careful of what you consume. It's a common theme that I'm talking about in my academy. And with my Made by Moyes gang at the moment. Be careful of the consumption. Not just calorically, but visually. Visibly? Visibly fucking word is that? Visually, <laughs> audibly. It's another one of the reasons that I do these podcasts because I want something productive to go into your ears. I want you guys to come to these episodes and feel better leaving them than when you arrived. If anything that I put up makes you feel worse, then I need to seriously look at the uh, approach behind the message or you may be have just fucking taken it wrong. Sort yourself out. <laughs> My point is that Be careful about setting your standard as somebody else's. Be careful of comparison and be very, very mindful of what your actual goal is. Because what is acceptable to you and is contentment for you is too much for somebody else. Unsustainable, difficult to achieve. But then for somebody else, it's not enough. My point is, your goal is your goal. And continuously make sure you revisit that goal and assess how are you feeling. Not just what's the mirror telling you, not just what are the scales telling you, or what your measurement's telling you, or your clothes, uniform, etc. What are you telling you? How do you feel? Because you girls, you guys even, you've got it hard. You're growing up in a generation, myself included, where the pressures have never been greater to appear on the outside like everything is fine. But if we don't look after what's on the inside, mental health, physical health, none of it fucking matters. Folks, thank you for your time. And remember going forwards, as a filter for those thoughts, as a filter for your life and the stresses you deal with on a day to day basis, remember to accept the things you cannot change. Have the courage to change the things that you can and the wisdom to know the difference. Thank you for your time as always, and I will see you on episode 78. And like I said, let me know what you thought of this one. Controversial topic for some, interesting topic for others. I await your messages. At Chris Moyes on Instagram. Toodles.